Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Tuesday, December 13th, 2016, and welcome to episode 261 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. It is, of course, the one and the only WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you, getting ready to bring you the best in what we refer to as wrestling talk, and of course, that's all we do on here, nothing but... Wrestling, wrestling, and yes, did I say wrestling? Yes, I said wrestling. And joining me here, of course, to of course to help us get the show kicked off the right way. Of course, first off is our wrestling news and view segment. Of course, our news tag team, King Ice. Of course, who the main man behind that, of course, is King in WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, of course, is a 2014 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, the mainstay of the radio network and the CEO of WCWS. And also his partner is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, J.D. is a 2015 Hall of Famer, as well as, <clears throat> as, well as of course, uh, part of the team that part of, uh, part of the team that brings you uh, Raw Radio, and of course, our part of our other shows here in the radio network. Also, uh, uh, another uh, uh, voice on the line tonight, uh, right here from uh, nearby me, of course, in the home of WCWUS, is. Mr. Hulkamania himself, Bob Ziegler, making uh, making a, another uh, return here to us, and of course here uh, joining us as well is of course on the chat box is uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, who will be bringing us our resident history and birthdays here for tonight. Of course, John is the first 2016 
WWS Hall of Famer. And before we get going with the rest of the program, I'm going to go ahead and bring everyone in here, of course, including members of the WWS Click, and of course, uh, uh, Mr. Hulkamania himself. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to number 261, what will promise to be a very exciting, explosive, and dynamic revolution. Good to be back here, and we're ready to start a new week. And of course, we can't get if we can't get it going until we get our blood flowing. And of course, the best way to get our blood flowing is, of course, uh, the two words from the main man himself. Hey yo! Yes, sir. Not really. Get our get our blood uh, boiling and turning, and everything else you can think of under the sun. Uh, of course, like I say, King Ice will be bringing your wrestling news and views here tonight. And Human Suplex Machine will bring your history and birthdays here for this evening. Plus, also, we'll be giving you our thoughts and opinions about the results of last night's uh, Monday Night Raw broadcast. Uh, of course, um, uh, some talk leading up to, of course, Roadblock uh, this Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, some time allotted. We'll have a few little pieces of uh, <clears throat> uh, wrestling extras here. Uh, as, of course, as the late, great Dusty Road says, if you will. Yes. Uh, and of course, to <clears throat> and uh, we would love, like I said, to have you come and join us here and listen to us, uh, be a part of this, express your thoughts and opinions, just like we we all here are doing here this evening. And and of course, there's one way to do that, and we have the right man for the job to tell you how to do that. Uh, Key and W.O., uh, uh, please, sir, uh, pass that information along to the great folks. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound, press one. You can talk to any of us right now. Indeed, indeed. And we'll go ahead and not waste any time. Jump right on into it here, ladies and gentlemen, with our wrestling news and views segment here for this evening. And to get us going here for King Ice is the main man himself, King NWO. GTS. Let's see what's going on here this evening. Kyle McGinnis is expected to sign with WWE for a coaching job at WWE Performance Center soon, according to F4W Online. ROH recently announced that McGinnis is is out as their matchmaker. As noted, press conference scheduled for the O2 Arena in London this Thursday.
Finn Balor appeared at the O2 Arena for a live edition of the Gorilla Position podcast by The Sun and discussed his eventual return from injury. The highlights are listed as below. On a possible World Rumble return, Finn said, I really believe in the power of positive thinking and the collective power of people's thoughts spawning something into becoming reality. So if everyone does believe I can win the Rumble, then I guess it's not impossible. On aiming for returning at WrestleMania, he said that the shoulder is feeling good and the target and the goal the whole time since the accident happened has been WrestleMania, and that has not changed. There's a possibility he might be ready a week or two before that, but as of now, the target is WrestleMania. Also, believe it or not, however, as I mentioned to uh, Gerard earlier, believe it or not, the New Day will be coming out with a new book, believe it or not. If I can just try to find that information, I just talked about it earlier tonight, however, and revisit it. It's going to be a pretty funny book, actually, believe it or not. So, let me see if I can find it, though. Oh, yes. New Duck Day is coming out with the Book of Booty, believe it or not. <laughs> and you're going to love this. This is to our good friend, Mr. Jeremy Thomas, at 411 Mania, however. It will be entitled The Book of Booty, however. Shake it, love it, never be it. And it will be released in hardcover in April. And the synopsis reads as follows. Multi-time WWE Tag Team Champions The New Day wants you to feel the power. And now you can with the Book of Booty. Shake it, love it, never be it. From the purveyors of positivity themselves, each chapter of this handy guide will help you embrace the new way day of life, even if you're feeling booty, and who, 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 has never felt booty. You'll be clapping, gyrating, radiating positivity like the new day themselves. Fans will learn the new day's official rendition or definition of booty, and the telltale signs that you or a loved one might be booty. The proper attire and headwear for the new you. How to twerk like a man. What your spirit animal says about you. How to project positivity. By the time you finish this book, you'll be a rainbow-gazing, trombone-playing, unicorn-loving soldier of positivity ready to take on the various WWE tag teams with a smile on your face. Pro tip, eat your brutios every morning for that ad strength. And speaking of the New Day, however, they have a big upcoming challenge awaiting them at Roblox. However, tonight, however, the WWE taped the Tribute to the Troop show that will air tomorrow night, however. And one of the teams that was involved in last night's opening matchup, however, let's just say, has a date with the New Day, however, as the New Day hopes to hold on to their reign, however. And finally, however, as we talked about earlier tonight, however, on the show in entertainment news, sad news once again to report, however, as... Comedian and actor Alan Thicke passed away earlier suddenly today at the age of 69 of a heart attack however, while playing hockey with his son. Our thoughts and prayers were with the Thicke family tonight. <clears throat> Thank you very much there, Gerard and J.D. Of course, they are, of course, King Ice, uh, <clears throat> your premier WCWS news tag team to bring you all the news that's fit to print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find that extra special way uh, to make it fit. And, Gerard... Seems to always have the best way. He always does has the best way, I should say. Super glue and duct tape, my friend. Exactly. Hey, you can't go wrong with the old-fashioned method. That's right. And, of course, uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm still waiting to see. Uh, John, uh, did you have the history, or do you want me to conduct it tonight? 
if he did get in under the water, I don't know if he had a, unless he's fixing it up now. Let me find that out here. So, okay. I will, he has asked me to take take that spot tonight, so I will, give me one second here, ladies and gentlemen, right here, 261 of Revolution, and I will definitely bring that here to you tonight. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Today is the 13th. Yes. Uh, okay, I got it right here. Okay. Let's see. Yes. Okay, for here we go, ladies and gentlemen, for December the 13th. Let's see what we have right here. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Come here. Okay, here we go. 45 years ago today, so I put it at about 1971, I believe, yes, Antonio Inoki's apparent coup to take over the, J- the Japan Wrestling Association goes up in flames when he is fired from the company. At the time, Inoki was the NWA United National Heavyweight Champion, so he was forced to vacate the title. Inoki would start his own promotion in New Japan Pro Wrestling the following year. Giant Baba, JWA's other big name, leaves next year too to form his own company, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Without their two biggest names, Japan Wrestling Association isn't wrong for this world. They lose affiliation with the NWA to All Japan, and, J- and JWA shuts down in 1973. <coughs> Excuse me. 29 years ago today, that would put it, let me see here, 1985. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 85, 85. No, hey, you're, right. You're, you're right, it's 85. You're right, 85. Thank you very much, Jude. My math is, it, it gets a little off sometimes. And, uh, oh, Gerard, uh, this happened in your neck of the woods. Hamilton, Ontario, No, it was 87, you're right, Chad, sorry. It is 87? Yes, sorry, my mistake, yeah. Uh, okay. I thought it was 85, though, but go on. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Gerard, yeah, uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada? Yeah, that, that's right. It's not that. How far is that from you? Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe you might remember this, Gerard. I'm not sure, but let me, let me say what it is. And, uh, <clears throat> Dynamite Kid suffers a severe back injury during a tag team match between the British Bulldogs and the team of Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Kid was kneed in the back and then took several chair shots to the back. He would be rushed to the hospital to repair two torn lumbar discs. According to Dynamite Kid, of course, his real name, Tom Billington, while in the hospital, the WWF set in Bret Hart to pick up his WWF Tag Team Championship belt, but Billington refused. Billington soon checked out of the hospital, but WWF Chairman Mr. said insisted they drop the titles to the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Billington agreed to drop the titles, but only to the Hart Foundation, they would do they would do that in late January 1987. The injury all but ended the British Bulldogs' run as a top tier tag team in WWF. The duo split in 1990. Billington would continue to wrestle regularly until 1991, and he retired for good in '96. Uh, Gerard, do you remember this moment? Oh uh, yes, I do. Yeah, I hate that. Die my kids, one of the best. 
a personal thing. Yes, yes. That same year, AWA Association was World Class Wrestling Association, formerly known as WCCW, Powerful Women <clears throat> of Wrestling and Championship Wrestling Association presented Super Clash 3 from the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. The lone AWA pay-per-view was a financial failure with just 1,672 fans in attendance and only about 40,000 homes watching it on pay-per-view. The financial disaster resulted in many of the participants on the show not seeing a dime of the revenue, basically killing AWA founder Vern Gagne's working relationships with the other promotions. WCWA and CWA merged soon after the event to form the United States Wrestling Association. AWA and PWOW, though they called it POWW, and of course don't ask why they did that, uh, would fold two years later. Now, here's some of the matches. I'm sure everyone remembers Super Clash 3, but I will go ahead and throw them out there to you. Chavo Guerrero, Hector Guerrero, and Mondo Guerrero defeated Cactus Jack and the Rock and Roll in RPMs, Mike Davis and Tommy Lane. Eric Embry defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the World Class World Light Heavyweight Championship. Jimmy Valiant defeated Wayne Bloom in just 24 seconds. Hmm. Iceman King Parsons defeated Brickhouse Brown to retain the world-class Texas Heavyweight Championship. Bad Company, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, along with Medusa Baselli, defeated the Top Guns, Derek Dukes and Ricky Rice, and their partner, Wendy Richter. Hmm. Okay. Greg Gagne defeated Ronnie Garvin by countout to win the AWA World Television Championship. And here is a side nugget on that. Garvin was the television champion coming in, but he had signed a deal with the WWF and he refused to, to job clean to Gagne on the way out. So the AWA made up a story about how the title was held up and the title could be won on a countout. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, I guess this is a this is this is a next one here is a big time. Uh, oh, it is a. Uh, okay, I'll just read what it says. Pally defeated Bambi, Brandy May, Lori Lynn, Luna Vachon, Malibu, Nina, Peggy Lee Leather, and Pocahontas. These are, I guess this is, this is a female match. In a $10,000 street fight lingerie battle royal. Wow. We all win. Hey, Gerard, what a boot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Participants could be eliminated by being thrown over the top road or by being stripped of their bra and panties. <laughs> one of the other guys, you, which one do you think that everyone liked the most? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Colonel De Beers in a boot, boot camp match. Ooh. The Samoan SWAT team, Fatu and Samu, defeated Michael Hayes and Steve Cox to retain the World Class World Tag Team Championship. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Manny Fernandez in an Indian strap match. Here's the one everyone remembers right here. Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Eck via referee stoppage. Excessive blood, of course, it was excessive blood loss by uh, Von Eric to unify the AWA and the WCWA World Heavyweight Championships. And here's also a side nugget. 
the match probably shouldn't have happened. The WF allegedly went to the Illinois State Athletic Commission and pointed out an old rule that stated that amputees could not compete in championship bouts. Because I think that was they're talking about this because Kerry Von Erich lost his foot once. Yeah, in a motorcycle accident. But it was not common knowledge. Hmm. However, the commission would not investigate the claim until the next day, so the WWF dropped it. And another interesting twist: Von Erich bladed himself in the bicep before the match began. Yep. Yeah, I remember that's when he took off his robe and he, when he got cut right there in his. Uh, yeah, he, he, they talk about King talks about it actually in the WCCW DVD. And one last note, real quick. Uh, sorry, one last bit of news to report. We talked about the Elimination Chamber a few weeks ago. We found out when it is. It'll be February twelfth, live from Phoenix, as it'll be the SmackDown exclusive event. So two weeks after the Rumble, apparently we got another pay per view in early February before Fastlane in March. And tickets huh. will go on sale tomorrow morning. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. And one more match from Super Clash Three. Thank you very much, JD, for that update. Uh, one more, one more match that took place at Super Clash Three: The Rock and Roll Express, of course, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, versus the Stud Stable, Jimmy Golden and Robert Fuller, fought to a double countout. Hmm. Twenty-seven years ago today, WCW presented Starcade '89 Future Shock from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. About 6,000 were in attendance with 135,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The hook of the show was a pair of one-night round-robin tournaments featuring the top four singles wrestlers and top four tag teams in WCW. 20 points were awarded for a pinfall or submission win, 15 for a countout, 10 for DQ, 5 for a time limit draw, and 0, of course, for any loss. The Steiner brothers defeated Doom, Ron Simmons, and Butch Reed by countout. Lex Luger defeated Sting. The Road Warriors defeated Doom. Ric Flair defeated Great Muda in just under two minutes. The Steiner Bros defeated the Road Warriors. Sting defeated Muda. The new Wild Samoans, Samoan Savage, and Fatu defeated Doom. Lex Luger and Ric Flair fought to a time limit draw. The New Wild Samoans defeated the Steiner Brothers by DQ. Lex Luger defeated Muda by DQ. <laughs> this is interesting. The Road Warriors defeated the New Wild Samoans, winning the Iron Team Tournament with 40 points. Steiners were second with 35, and the New Wild Samoans with 30, and Doom got shut out. Sting defeated Ric Flair, winning the Iron Man Tournament with 40 points. Lex Luger finished second with 35. Rick Flair with 25, and Muda with zero. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, 20, also 27 years ago today, that would be, I think, the same thing. Uh, yeah, 89. In Huntsville, Alabama, the colossal connection, of course, Andre the Giant and Haku defeated Demolition, Axe and Smash, to win the tag team, WWF Tag Team titles. The championship would be Andre's last in his long career. 23 years ago today, that would put it at uh, 1993, yeah, okay. In Poughkeepsie, New York, Alundra Blaze defeated Heidi Lee Morgan in the finals of a tournament to win the vacated WWF Women's Championship. The WWF Women's Championship, laying dormant since February 1990, would be held by Blaze for 539 of the next 730 days. Three title reigns in all 
her first lasted 342 days. Before famously, before, of course, the infamous moment where she jumped the belt on WCW Monday Nitro less than a week after her release in December of 1995. And finally, here, 21 years ago today, which was 1995, the WWF Women's Championship is deactivated. The title of the activation came when its champion, Alundra Blaze, and the entire women's division was let go by the WWF due to cost-cutting measures. The decision comes just two days after Asia Kong legitimately broke the nose of Chaparita Asari during a match on Monday Night Raw. Just five days later, Alundra, her real name is Deborah Maselli, returned to WCW where she reprised her role as Medusa. In her first act, which was, which was based on orders from Eric Bischoff, she dumped the WWF Women's Championship belt in a garbage can. The WWF Women's Division was dormant until the fall of 1998, and of course, as everyone now knows, it remains active to this very day. And boy, does it ever. <laughs> Am I right about that, guys? Yes. What's that? Yeah. The Women's Division, the women's division is more... Uh, Popular. Yes, uh, remains active, to the, very active to this very day. Yes, okay. eighteen years ago today, put it in 1998 in Tokyo, Japan, RVD and Sabu defeated the Dudleys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to win the ECW Tag Team Titles. Hmm. Uh, let's see right here, and also eighteen years ago, 1998, WWF presented In Your House 26, Rock Bottom from the General Motors Place in Vancouver, British Columbia. 17,677 were in attendance, with 287,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Gerard, correct me if I'm wrong here, is British Columbia on the same side as you, or is it on the other side? Gerard, are you still there, sir? Okay, I'll come. I'll come back to him in just a minute. Um, anyway, here's some matches that took place on Sunday Night Heat. Gilbert, <laughs> that's the funniest, thing, the weirdest thing I ever heard. Gilbert defeated Matt Hardy in just 62 seconds to retain the WWF Light Heavyweight Title. <laughs> Kevin Quinn defeated Brian Christopher. Triple H defeated Draws in just 97 seconds. And the New Age Outlaws defeated the Acolytes, Farouk and Bradshaw, by DQ. And, of course, here's the pay-per-view matches themselves. D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry defeated the team of The Godfather and Val Venus. The Headbangers defeated The Oddities, Golga and, Kur- and Kurgan. Steve Blackman defeated Owen Hart by Countout. The Brood, Christian, Edge, and Gangrel defeated The Job Squad, who was Al Snow, Bob Holly, and Scorpio. Goldust defeated Jeff Jarrett by DQ in a strip tease match, as Jarrett's, Jarrett's as blah, crap, excuse me, as Jarrett lost. Deborah, who was Jarrett's manager at the time, had to do a strip tease, ended up being just that, a tease, as Blue Blazer ended it before Deborah took off her bra. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the New Age Outlaws defeated the team of Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. Mankind defeated The Rock by knockout in a WWF Championship match. As The Rock was not pinned or made to submit, the championship did not change hands. 
And also, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match to qualify for the 1999 Royal Rumble match. Huh. 17 years ago today, that would put it at, let's see, 1999, yes, on Monday Nitro from New Orleans, the Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, defeated Bret Hart and Goldberg to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Thirteen years ago today, we could put it at, uh, let's see, 2003. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Thirteen years ago today in Zurich, Switzerland, Sting defeated Lex Luger and Malice in a three-way match to win the World Wrestling All-Stars World Heavyweight Championship. Eleven years ago today, put it at 2005, at a SmackDown taping in Springfield, Massachusetts, Batista and Rey Mysterio defeated MNM, Joey Mercury, and, Nitro, and Johnny Nitro to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Eight years ago today, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, right two and a half hours away from our from Big King NWO here, John Morrison and The Miz defeated CM Punk and Kofi Kingston to win the World Tag Team Championships. Seven years ago today, the WWE presented TL, the first TLC tables, ladders, and chairs. This is a 2009 uh, pay-per-view from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. 15,226 were in attendance, with 228,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That is up from 193,000 homes from the event that replaced it, Armageddon, Armageddon in 2008. In a pre-show dark match, R-Truth defeated CM Punk. Christian defeated Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match to retain the ECW title. Drew McIntyre defeated John Morrison to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Michelle McCool defeated Mickey James to retain the Women's Championship. Sheamus defeated Cena in a tables match to win the WWE title. I remember seeing that. Yeah. The Undertaker defeated Batista in a chairs match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Also, Randy Orton defeated Kofi Kingston. And, of course, who remember, who can remember this match here? D-Generation X, of course, Shawn Michaels and Triple H defeated Jericho, Chris Jericho and the Big Show in a TLC match to win the WWE Unified Tag Team Championship. Six years ago today, <clears throat> I put it 2010, of course, WWE presented the 2010 Sammy Awards on a special edition of Monday Night Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana. The shocker of the year, the Nexus takes out Mr. McMahon. The Despicable Me Award with the most disgusting moment, CM Punk sings happy birthday to Rey Mysterio's daughter. Uh, guest star shining, Pee Wee Herman versus The Miz. Okay. The, and, and, and Gerard, are you back on, sir? What's that? Um, this next one here, I would like to have your words, please. The holy shit. Thank you. Move. John Cena's uh, attitude adjustment from the top of a car through the stage. Was that when he took out... Um, Batista, or was that some? Was that somebody else? Huh. Okay, I think that's what that is. 
The O-Snap meltdown was when Edge destroys the raw, the anonymous raw GM's computer. I remember that. <laughs> the knucklehead moment was that Lay Cool gets beaten by Mae Young. <laughs> yeah. The diva of the year was Michelle McCool. The moment of the year was Undertaker retiring Shawn Michaels. And the superstar of the year was John Cena. One year ago today, for the 2015, WWE presented TLC from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. In a pre-show match, Sasha Banks defeated Becky Lynch by submission. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Big E, defeated the Lucha Dragons and the Uthos in a three-team ladder match to obtain the tag team titles. Rusev defeated Ryback by submission. Alberto Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger in a chairs match to retain the United States Championship. The Wyatt family, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper defeated the ECW Originals, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys 4-1 in an elimination tables match. Dean Ambrose defeated KO to to win the Intercontinental title. Charlotte defeated Paige to retain the Divas Championship. And Sheamus defeated Roman Reigns in a TLC match to retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, <clears throat> let me see here. We have uh, oh, we have a couple of birthdays. They're they're kind of somber birthdays, there, guys. Today would have been the 33rd birthday of Christopher Darren Travis, or simply Chris Travis. Born in, and here's some history on him. Born in Sheffield, England, Travis began wrestling in Northern England. He wrestled primarily for Grand Pro Wrestling and Norton British Wrestling. In the late 2000s, Travis was a part of Project Ego with Martin Kirby, uh, would win tag team championships all over Europe, including 1PW, IPW, UK, Revolution Pro, and 3CW. In August 2012, Travis defeated Lionheart for the Preston City Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. In October 2014, Travis announced he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and was forced to take a hiatus from wrestling. Many wrestlers gave work as Travis did charity work to raise funds for cancer research. Travis made a notable appearance for Insane Championship Wrestling in April 2015, but in a non-wrestling role. In June 2015, Travis announced he had beaten cancer and would return to the ring. On August 7, 2015, Travis defeated Shaw Samuels in his return bout. Two days later, Project Ego reunited to win the Southside Wrestling Entertainment Tag Team titles. Two weeks later, Travis had his highest-profile match, a loss to Drew Galloway for the ICW World Heavyweight Championship. On September 6, at Progress Chapter 21, we don't like to use the sit-down gun, Travis defeated Marty Skrull. On September 21, 2015, Travis announced that stomach cancer had returned and that he would retire from wrestling. The cancer would claim his life on March 31st of this year. He was only 32 years old. Just a month before his passing, Travis married his longtime girlfriend. Oh, a month, guys. Can you believe that? Crazy. Tributes for Travis poured in from all over the wrestling world and fans and pro wrestlers petitioned for the, the, the WWE for him to, to, be, to, be, to be posthumously given the Warrior Award. 
Says longtime tag team partner Martin Kirby following his passing. Sleep well, my friend. You no longer need to suffer. In April 2016, Cody Rhodes and Tommaso Ciampa began Our Ladder, a fundraising campaign dedicated to raising money for Cavendish Cancer Care in Travis's hometown of Sheffield, England. That was a very that was a great that's a great gesture. I like that. Great gesture. And guys, we have we have a very notable wrestling, uh, a very notable wrestling uh, birthday here, guys. Today would have been the 64th birthday of Sylvester Ritter, worth best known to wrestling fans as the Junkyard Dog. AYD. Yes. Born in Waynesboro, North Carolina, Ritter played football for Fayetteville State University. Twice earning All-American status and is honored for their, in their Sports Hall of Fame. After graduating with a degree in political science, he began a wrestling career. After working for Jerry Jarrett, uh, Nick Gulas, of course, while he was Leroy Rochester, and Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling as Big Daddy Ritter, where he won their North American Heavyweight title twice, he debuted for Bill Watts' Mid-South Wrestling in the early 1980s under his most famous gimmick, the Junkyard Dog. Wearing white boots and a dog collar with a chain attached and pushing a cart full of junk early on, Ritter struggled, but eventually would, he would catch on with fans over time and, he became, and also he became the top face of the company. Junkyard Dog is often regarded as one of the first African Americans to be the top face of their promotion. I would agree with that. In one of, in one of his more infamous feuds, he was blinded by the fabulous Freebirds when they blinded him with hair cream. At the height of the feud, Ritter's wife gave birth to their first child. A storyline of Ritter's blindness caused him to miss the birth of his daughter, giving the free birds so much heat they needed police escorts in and out of the ring. The feud culminated with the junkyard dog and Michael Hayes facing off in a dog collar match. JYD also feuded with his one-time tag team partner and friend Teddy Biasi. The feud ultimately ended with the latter turning heel and winning a loser leaves town match with help from a loaded glove. The dog wouldn't stay gone forever. He returned as the masked Stagger Lee and would defeat the competition, including DiBiase. Eventually, Junkyard Dog rode out out the Loser Leaves Town Clause as Stagger Lee, returned as himself, and won the North American Heavyweight Championship. Junkyard Dog was in a heated feud with Butch Reed before being eventually hired away by the World Wrestling Federation. Ritter made his WWF debut in August 1984. His interaction with young fans made him an instant hit. JYD feuded notably with Harley Race, the Funk Brothers, Adrian Adonis, Greg Valentine, and the outlaw Ron Bass. Though he never won a championship, he did win the Wrestling Classic Tournament in 1985, knocking off Moondog Spot, former world champion the Iron Sheik, and future world champion Randy Savage. Ritter left the WWF in October of 1998. Two months later, he debuted for the for the NWA at Clash of the Champions 4, saving Ivan Koloff from the assault from the Russian assassins. Success came quickly for Ritter. He won a $50,000 bunkhouse brawl, <clears throat> bunkhouse battle royal, excuse me, at Starcade 88. By the middle of 1990, Junkyard Dog was a main eventer, notably, notably defeating mean Mark Callis, who, of course, who would have some success as The Undertaker, but he defeated him in just 39 seconds. He briefly feuded with Ric Flair over the World Heavyweight Championship. 
though he defeated him in non-title bouts on the house show circuit, he could not take the title from him. William via DQ at Clash of the Champions 11, defeated with TV champion Arn Anderson, defeating him on the house show circuit three times in less than 10 seconds in non-title bouts. In February 1991, JYD would win his first championship, the short-lived WCW six-man tag team titles, winning them with, of course, Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich over Dr. Z, Dutch Mantel, and Buddy Mandel. They would hold them for about four months before losing them to the Freebirds. He would leave WCW later that summer to improve his conditioning. He returned in February 1992 to save Ron Simmons from the tap by Abdullah the Butcher. He would spend most of the remainder of his time WCW wrestling and tag team bouts, teaming with Simmons, Barry Windham, Big Josh, the Big Cat, and Jim Neidhart. He left WCW for good in July 1993 and largely retired. On June 9, 1998, as Ritter returned from his daughter Latoya's high school graduation in Waynesboro, North Carolina, he fell asleep at the wheel and suffered what would be a fatal single car accident in Forest, Mississippi. He was only 45 years old. Ritter was active in the wrestling business until his death, training brother and sister Rodney and Carlene, I guess it's pronounced Bernard, who of course would also be known as Rodney Mack and Jazz, and appearing at ECW's Wrestlepalooza in 98, just a month prior to his passing. His daughter Latoya and sister Christine Woodburn represented Sylvester when he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2004. He was also posthumously inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2012. And, it's, and we have a day we have a day late here, ladies and gentlemen. But talking about uh, talking about uh, sort of like wrestling and entertainment. Right? Here's another birthday. But this gentleman is still alive here. Uh, but a happy 93rd birthday to Robert William Barker, or just simply Bob Barker, the one-time Raw guest host. Uh, he hosted the Labor Day 09 edition of the show the one that got him a WWE Slammy Award for Best Guest Host. A longtime animal rights activist, had a long career in radio and television. He hosted the Bob Barker Show from 1950 to 1956 on a radio station in Burbank. From there, he would host a few game shows. He hosted a television version of Truth or Consequences from 56 to 74, The Family Game, Simon Says, and That's My Line. But he is most famously known, of course, as the longtime host of the daytime version of the Prices Rising from its premiere in 1972 to his retirement in 2007. He also hosted three seasons of the nighttime version in the late 1970s. His 35th and final season made the Prices Rising the longest-running game show in North American history. And of, course, and, of course, as you know, the series still runs today with Drew Carey as its host. Of course, Bob Barker will never be replaced on that show. I don't care what anybody says. He's also on Match Game. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I, I, I do remember that. But they were just talking about all the ones he just hosted, that's all. But I do remember that, too. Barker made his, made his made three appearances on the show since his retirement, once in 2009 to promote his book, Price's Memories, once in 2013 to celebrate his 90th birthday, and on April Fool's Day in 2015 when he took Drew's place in the show's opening moments. I've seen that moment there, too. Yes, I was like, that was a good moment, yeah. And one more, one more, uh, one more thing to add to this: Barker married his high school sweetheart Dorothy Joe Gideon in 1945. The couple remained married until her death from lung cancer in 1981. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, there's your wrestling history and birthdays here for today. Uh, I also want to thank Gerard and JD for, of course, bringing us to uh, wrestling uh, news and views here this evening. Uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and before we get to the business at hand, let's take care of that PLUG one more time. And, of course, King W.O., take her away, please. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. Talk to us. Listen to us right now. Yes, sir. And Joel, we're going to get you. We get started here, here, sir. Of course, talking about last night's Monday Night Raw. Of course, leading into Roadblock this Sunday. Gerard, uh, your take, sir, on last night's Raw, please. Yes, let's talk about Raw. Well, it kicked off with the triple threat for the tag team titles. The club and Sheamus and Cesaro. New Day won that. <clears throat> Braun Strowman versus Curtis Axel. That ends very shortly because Braun Strowman is a monster. Uh, Lance Dorio versus Davari. And never took place because Jack Gallagher corrupted it. It was Owens and Seth Rollins and a bunch of stuff. Uh, TJ Perkins versus Cut by Kendrick. Slice spread number two won it for Brian Kendrick. Bailey versus Alicia, Alicia Fox again. Bailey won it. I hope that's over. Then we've seen Rusev and it's going to be Rusev and Cass at Roadblock pre-show. Sami Zayn versus Ginger Mahal. Sami Zayn won. Then uh, McFoley came out. Uh, McFoley came out and said he was traded to SmackDown for Eva Marie. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, and then uh, he gets his match at Roadblock, and then uh, main event was another triple threat match for the tag team titles. The New Day, Kevin Owens, Jericho versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And the New Day pulled it off again, so good for them. That's all I got. Okay. GTS, thank you very much, there, sir. Uh, JD, we'll go to you next year, bud. Uh, your take on last night's Raw, please. 
Well, let's begin how fitting it was in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, however, of all places. And the New Day, of course, pulling double duty tonight. Uh, first, of course, they had the triple threat biggie. And, uh, of course, they took on Gallows and Anderson, taking on Sheamus and Cesaro. And, of course, uh, they won their opening matchup, which went 12 minutes long. It wasn't bad. And, of course, they won the big main event, which was pretty crazy when you put uh, Seth and Roman in the matchup, along with the guys who are not seen eye-to-eye right now in Jericho and KO. And uh, I'll talk about KO here in just a few minutes and give you my thoughts about that, however. Then, of course, you had uh, the Cruiserweight matches, however, mind you, which was, of course, Jack Gallagher. Faces, uh, uh, Jack Gallagher came out to... Uh, well, stick his nose into the Davari Dorito match. How it looks like they might be doing Davari and Gallagher maybe again, possibly Sunday at the pre-show. You never know. However, then of course you have, uh, mind you, Strowman squash Axel. Of course, I mean that was a no-brainer. We knew that was going to happen. Of course, later in the night we saw Sami Zayn. Of course, demand to Mick Foley time and time again. Of course, calling him this and that. However, he felt that uh, he should be given Braun Strowman. Of course, Mick kept telling him, no, you're not going to do this. However, and think for your safety, however, because he thinks that uh, Strowman's just uh, Ivan Drago's strongman wannabe, just was like a killing machine. Uh, from there, we go to the women, which really wasn't anything exciting to write about this week. However, of course, he had a two-and-a-half-man squash, which barely beat Alicia Fox. They dropped her out again, which I didn't understand that at all. I mean, that's just hokey at its best. I mean, I understand you didn't have Sasha and Charlotte on there either, of course. That's understandable. Charlotte, I think, was doing something for the troops this weekend with some of the superstars that flew over to see the troops, however, unless they decide to give her the night off. I think they said she was over there visiting the troops, so she was supposed to be back, I think, either tonight or she's going to be back tomorrow. I don't know when. Then, of course, you have TJP taking on Kendrick, of course, along with Rich Swan. Of course, that's now been announced as a triple threat for Sunday. However, of course, uh, Kendrick defeated TJP uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Kendrick gets back what was once his property, of course, this Sunday, as I will be at the show. Then, of course, you talk about the women, as I said earlier, of course. The one thing that they did hype up, and they've been hyping up for months and weeks on end, of course, is Emelina, 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 Emelina. And, of course, what happens? Once again, apparently they don't have time to put on Emelina, apparently. Hopefully they'll put her on this week, however, maybe after a rope walk up and see where they go from her here with uh, her, but uh, right now they just absolutely continue to bore us with this whole vignette over and over again. And talk about boring, the most stupidest segment of the night, one of the few stupid segments of the night was the whole Lana Rusev thing however, involving uh, Big Cass and Enzo. I, I'm hoping that after Sunday this ends the feud once and for all. I have been bored with this feud from the beginning. It doesn't make me laugh. It doesn't make me smile. It just bores me to death. I mean, I'm tired of seeing this more and more, of course. I mean, it was a joke last week. It was an even bigger joke this week. I just hope Cass kicks his head off and shoves it down his throat this Sunday. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Then, of course, we have Sammy defeating Jinder Mahal. So it looks like, once again, another jobber of the stars, however, if you will, who's always on either main event or the warm-up shows, however. I guess they decided to give some of these guys an opportunity last night, like Mahal and Axel. And, of course, what do they do? They put them in squash matches. Yay. How exciting. But uh, the one thing I want to talk about, obviously, and Gerard and I discussed a little bit about this with John yesterday and the rest of the uh, Fonzie and everyone else was the whole thing involving Kevin Owens. I'm sure you heard about it over the weekend, however, involving Kevin Owens and the fan and the mother of the fan. I did watch the video for the first time today, and I have got to say, I understand Kevin Owens was playing a character. Okay, I understand that. 
but I think the way Kevin Owens acted towards that fan was the most disgusting, disturbing incident I have seen in a long time. I mean, that's like telling, uh, say, someone like uh, Enzo Cass, however, basically, however, that you guys, however, are uh, a bunch of phonies, however. I think the way he acted towards that little kid was appalling. And, I mean, Gerard, you might disagree with me on this, but uh, you're entitled to your opinion, and everyone else is too. But what he did to that fan was absolutely just disheartening. I mean, if I was a, like a father of uh, the kid, however, I would write a letter to WWE too. I think WWE ought to take some serious action against Kevin Owens for what he did, and he should apologize for what he did. And if he has no remorse or no shame for it, however, then you know what? That just shows you you are nothing but a spineless, gutless coward is what you are. You acted inappropriately towards a fan, however, and the way you just made that fan cry was absolutely no cause for that at all, and that is just absolutely distasteful. I mean, these kids and all of us look up to people like you, however, and the way you act, I mean, yeah, sometimes we act a little inappropriately and act a little too far out of our own element, however. But what he did to a little kid like that, however, who actually idolized him, and I idolized all the wrestlers, however, and they were actually nice to this kid all night long. And even Kevin, and he even idolized Kevin Owens. The mom said, however, what she, Kevin Owens did to her son was absolutely disturbing and just appalling. And I agree with her. I mean, he acted very immature. He acted very arrogant and narcissistic. However, and I think he should actually write an apology to that kid, however, and hopefully, maybe... He'll find maybe the kid will forgive him, but if not, however, shame on you, Kevin Owens, and that'll teach that just will teach you, however, that fans will more hate you now than ever before for what you did to that kid. You should be appalled of your actions. You should be called out on it, however, and if WWE doesn't do it, however, then that's a crock of crap, if you ask me, because that was absolutely disturbing to watch in more ways than one. Uh, before I ask John his opinion, Gerard. Uh, your take on what JD just said about this deal with Kevin Owens. What's your what's your thoughts on this? And Gerard had to leave us. Uh, so um, I'm hoping something something came up and. Uh, I was hoping to get his opinion, but we're not going. I guess he might have something he had to do here, so hopefully he'll be back on before the end of the night. But if he, but if he didn't, but if he doesn't come back on, um, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll say we still have plenty of time left, so we'll double check on that. But we'll go ahead and read what John has to say here about <clears throat> his thoughts about last night's RAW. Says New Day retained the titles against the club, and also. Tino Shamus and Cesaro was not really that much of a surprise in the city of brotherly love. And once they go to celebrate the victory with cereal, milk, champagne, and the whole nine yards, Stephanie McMahon gets sprayed on with champagne. <laughs> I thought I saw a video of something like that that they, I thought it was they dumped something out of a big bowl on her or something. They almost uh, did. They almost. 
Bob Ziegler did have to leave us earlier in the show. Uh, Dean and I could have said that earlier, but we do thank you for popping on and uh, visiting with us here uh, tonight as well. And of course, uh, now John says, and of course, uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens get their WWE Tag Team title match against the New Day. Because Kevin Owens always kisses up to Stephanie McMahon, well, so he should be because he's the face of the WWE. I'm still waiting to see what else John has to say here. And of course, John says we have some cruiserweight action with uh, Lince Dorado and Davari. Of course, the interference from uh, Jack Gallagher, as Gerard and JD did mention here tonight. Gallagher kind of reminds me of, of course, the Blue Blood version of Triple H. Of course, Hunter Hurst sounds like. He does kind of resemble him a little bit, I think. Maybe trying to do this, trying to do the same gimmick as that Triple H. But in a good way, John says he can he cannot knock Gallagher at all. Braun Strowman defeats former Intercontinental Champion Curtis Axel, which is no big surprise. There's no doubt why Axel wanted to take on Strowman. Uh, 
Town says Shower Axel is a former Intercontinental Champion, and he is the son of Mr. Perfect. And Jonathan Hill gives the devil his due. He he's beat Triple H and John Cena, but he cannot beat the big and bad Braun Strowman. Zane wants to get a mattress Strowman, but Foley reluctantly says no. <clears throat> Zane wants to go to SmackDown, and I'm wondering if we're going to see Zane leave Monday nights. And of course, John says he hopes not. But I think that was kind of a. Because uh, I actually I watched the clip today, and you know it was kind of. Kind of blew my mind, you know, when he's when I think I don't know if that was Foley just trying to get Sami Zayn's goat or not, but I mean, imagine having to be crazy for a female superstar. That's something The Rollins report with Kevin Owens was kind of not was kind of not a big deal because we all know Owens was going to set up a plan and announce. WWE tag team title match with him <clears throat> and uh, Jericho and KO against the New Day, which of course leads to a brawl between the team of uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins against Jericho and KO. John goes on and said, Perkins and Kendrick, good match. He liked it, though. It was a good back-and-forth contest, but in the end, Kendrick gets the win. John says he believes the Cruiserweight title triple threat match. Cruiserweight triple threat match for the Cruiserweight title should be good at Roadblock. Uh, I think so, too. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Kendrick... Now, who has the belt now? Rich Swan has Rich the belt Swan now? Rich Swan won it a couple weeks ago, yeah, 205. So it's him, so it's him, and is, Ken, now, Ken, is Kendrick one of the two challengers? Yes, along with TJP. So TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick are going to go against Rich Swan in the triple threat for the Cruiserweight belt. Right. Okay. <coughs> Bullet goes in and adds Rollins and Reigns to the tight team title match. So we have our second WWE Tag Team title match and a second triple threat match.
Bailey, of course, beats Alicia Fox. I'm assuming this should be the end of the rivalry because Alicia Fox ripping Bailey's teddy bear. Rusev and Big Cass brawling, of course, is an old saying. Big Cass wants to fight the honor of Enzo. Rusev wants to fight the honor of Lana. So a roadblock will be Big, Big Cass versus Rusev in the pre-show. No Emelina. John said he was bummed about that. He had hope for Big Cass and Emma versus Lana and Rusev in a mixed tag match. Zane beats everyone's favorite jobber, Jinder Mahal. I found he gets a match with Braun Strowman at Roadblock for 10 minutes. But John Zay kind of LOL'd at the trouble with Foley telling Zane that he was going to be drafted to SmackDown for Eva Marie. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. That right there would have been the biggest embarrassment of WWE history right there. And the main event was good. Got two great tag teams, an experienced match. Loved the way they did the Tower of Doom. Oh, yes. I saw that part, too. That was big time. But once again, I scan the teeth. The New Day celebrates once again. And John says that's how he's got for his raw review. John, thank you very much. Uh, Gerard and JD, thank you very much here also, gentlemen, for taking care of that. I will be handling this this part right here the rest of the evening. 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 261 of the Mothership Broadcast, WCW U.S. Revolution, for Tuesday, December 13th, 2016. And, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. Of course, uh, joining me is uh, is one half of King Ice, uh, the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGiolamo, of course, 2015 Hall of Famer, of course, host of Raw Radio and all the other shows here on the radio network. 
Now in the chat box, is your Suplex Machine, John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, also a member of the Raw Radio team as well. Uh, Keen W.O. Duarte Smith had to leave there due to other circumstances, but he will be back with us tomorrow. And also we want to thank Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler for popping on here and visiting with us here for a little while tonight. We do appreciate him. We do appreciate both gentlemen coming on here at the same time. Uh, while we have, uh, like I said, a few a few moments here, uh, let's see. I would like to pull. I would like to pull up. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what I can find here. Uh, hmm. Okay. Let's see here. Forget the signs, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're looking for an interesting little <coughs> birthday game for 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 all of us to, like I said, to uh, Let's see. Ah, your what is your wrestler name? Okay, uh, I said we'll, we'll take care of JD and John here tonight, and myself. See, JD, your birthday is coming up uh, this Thursday, December fifteenth. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Mm, okay. Well, so I'll say your real first name. And then I'll put, uh, then I use the initial of your last name and the month of your birth. The month of your birth is, of course, like I said, December. Initial of your last name is D. Yep. So you are, JD, you are officially 
Let's see. Uh, <laughs> you are Jared the Dark Donkey. Mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, John, uh, your first for, for initial, your last name is G, and you were born in March. John is John. You're going to phrase it. You are officially John the <laughs> the dribbly gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Um, mine is, of course, my sister was an H. My mother's birthday is July. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What did you get? I am officially Chad. The drunken nipple twister. Nice. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, and I'm almost. I might say this one to do on Gerard and Michelle later. Right. Uh, we won't do it since they're not here. It's not fair. We won't be fair to do that. But uh, uh, hmm. will be at Wing Bowl 25 in Philadelphia. It says here, according to CBSLocal.com, Ric Flair will be among the special guests, however, mind you. Mick Foley competed two years ago and was ejected for sneaking wings into his fanny pack. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I guess, Flair's going to be one of the judges. And apparently, Zack Ryder was injured tonight. Oh, no. Yep. And JD has the hiccups. Yeah, he got the hiccups, if you can tell. But yeah, they say he was injured, apparently, in the Battle Royal tonight. However, they're not sure yet. It says here, it says, Rolling Stone, Aaron Oster was in attendance, however, and apparently, however, mind you, however... Uh, he may have been injured, however. The referee threw up the exit well, after the battle roll after Ryder made, his, made the final elimination to make the high pros the number one contenders to Orton and Wyatt. Oster also noted that Orton, Ryder was excuse me, taken out of a tribute to the troops match that was taped later on in the evening. In fact, I'm watching it right now. I'm watching on clip clip of it right now, apparently. I guess might have been his, it says he was celebrating with, uh, Ojo was, uh, celebrating, however, and I guess something happened to Zach's shoulder or arm, apparently. He, he, he's holding his, it's like on the rope, power it's dangling there, so you can't tell how bad it is. It says it looks like a knee injury, though, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. 
Okay, I think we might have done this one before, but I'll give this one another try. Thank you there, J.D., for that update. Uh, hopefully we'll hear more about the uh, injury for that writer here by tomorrow, tomorrow's edition of either Wrestling Debate or Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, let's see here. Let's see. Chris month and day here. J.D.'s is December 15th. And he was defeated by Seth Rollins. Hmm. That's all right. You were defeated by Seth Rollins. Okay. By Rollins. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. John, John is March the 7th. John was fired by CM Punk. Nice. Huh? No, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, and mine, of course, July 8th. Uh, I feuded with Rey Mysterio. Hmm. Yes. I, I feuded with Rey Mysterio. Before he left to go wrestle somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, no, I did that. We did that one before. Uh, oh gosh. No, 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 no. Whoa! Backups like crazy tonight for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. No, we don't. No, we we don't think that. I don't know if JD, you were John, heard of a video game called Kingdom Hearts. I remember hearing about it. Yeah. I think they combined some anime characters with some characters from Disney. I think. Yeah. Well, I found one of those birthday scenario games as well. Hmm. Um, I haven't been to this video game. Hmm. Uh, of course, it's a month and a day. So JD, of course, was December 15th. And I don't know if you're familiar with the character or not, but you were hugged by Pence. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, John, this is March the 7th. He had a Key fab, keyblade fight with Cloud. I'm assuming Cloud is Final Fantasy or something. I'm not Some sure. Yeah. Okay. And mine is July 8th, and I danced with Aqua, whoever Aqua is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who else knows who their anime parents are? Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see, your your initials there, J.D., JD are technically J and D. Uh, your father is Kirito. Hmm. And your mother is Kuryumi. Hmm. John's is Kirito, his father, and his mother is Misa Misa. Hmm, interesting. And mine is <laughs> my father. My father was a Pokemon. He is Charizard. Hmm. <laughs> and my mother is Taiga. Hmm. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, okay. 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 Here's one. This is apparently from the game Team Fortress Two. There's some. 
Um, some interesting things here. Uh, J.D. Yours is once again December 15th. J.D., you're a civilian, and you don't want to talk about it. Thanks. Okay. Yes, uh, John is March 7th. Demon Man saves his life. Hmm. And mine is... I brutally murder an engineer. Oh. Yeah, that's that's bad, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, who would like to know their birthday, their name in Korean? Okay. Uh, I'm just finding these random ones here, guys. So okay. Don't, don't blame me. I'm not the... Okay, let's see. Your last name. Uh, let's see. Uh, give me a second here. Uh is your last number of your year of birth? So, so JD, your birth. What, what was what was the what was the, the last number of the year you were born? Six. Be six. Okay. Uh, your your middle name is your month of birth, which is of course is uh, uh, the January. Yeah. Uh, uh, your first name is your date. Of birth, uh, example. Okay, of course, of course. This by the number of yours is of course is fifteen. If I'm reading this right, yeah. Okay, I see what it is. I see what it is. Okay, they're doing the year first, then the month, then the day. Okay, I see how they're doing that. Okay, all right. Your your name would be. Uh, let me see. Uh, you said six. Uh, would be Han, as in Han Solo. Han. Uh, your middle name is your month of birth, which is yours in December. It would be Ray, R A E. Han Ray. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Han Han Ray. Uh, let's see. Your first name is your date of birth, which is fifteen. Sue. Han Ray Sue. Han Ray Sue. Race. <laughs> there you go. Okay, John. John, what was the last number of the year of your birth? So you're, you would be a one. So his his is. This is man, John. You know, man, he was born ninety-one. His his would be a one. So his so the last name in Korean would be Kim K I M. His middle name is the mother. Of course, his is in March. His would be, I guess, it's pronounced. It's just spelled J E, so it would be. I guess you pronounce it J or G or something J. like that. Yeah. J. Okay. Uh, and your first name is your date of birth, which like I said is the seventh. And his first name would be Wook. So he, he would be Kim J Wook. Kim J Wook. Kim J Wook. Kim J Wook. Good one. I'll be right back. Okay, JD. And mine would be. Uh, well, and I'll tell JD. Wait, because he'll he step away for a moment, so I'll, I'll tell him in just a few minutes. Uh, mine is, let's see, not just the last number would be eight. 
Mine is Song. Uh, the middle name is Mother would be July, and my middle name would be Ha. And my first name is my maiden birth is the eighth. It'd be Jin. So mine would be Sung Ha Jin. Jody, have you returned? He has not yet returned, so uh, I'll let him know about what mine is here in a minute, uh, but we'll uh, take care of this one more time. 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. You're listening <clears throat> to episode 261 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. Uh, for Tuesday, December 13, 2016. Of course, we've had a great show tonight. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, I have Mr. WS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. Uh, of course, joining me here tonight here is um, the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGiromo. Of course, J.D. is a 2015 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, <clears throat> as well as, of course, the host of Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5. Also, part of other shows right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, also with us here, ladies and gentlemen, is the human surpass machine, John Gross, on the chat box here tonight. John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also a big part, also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team as well. Uh, we did, of course, have Key and W.O. Gerard Key Smith on here earlier this evening, uh, but he had to step away due to hit due to 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 several different reasons. But he will be back on with us here tomorrow night on Revolution and all uh, and all the other shows here. <clears throat> Plus, also I want to thank Mr. Hulkamani Mr. and Bob Ziegler for coming on making an appearance here with us tonight. Hopefully we'll have him back on here as soon as we possibly can. Uh, J.D., have you returned? Okay. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will, will definitely want to thank Gerard and JD, of course, for providing us tonight once again with the rest of the news and views, Hi. as always. Oh, yeah, there's JD. And also, once John, of course, turned over their history and birthdays over to me. And then, of course, we did hear from Gerard and JD and John about their thoughts on last night's Monday Night Raw. Well, I was did have to say a lot of things about it. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sure, will be the same thing on on the uh, the Wednesday edition of Revolution when we talk about SmackDown. And the uh, tribute to the troops shows tomorrow night, too. Absolutely, and we'll definitely get some talk about that here as well. And, of course, uh, 
uh, we'll also be doing, uh, like I said, uh, outside the road from 630 to 7.30. Of course, one of the topics of discussion was something that was brought up here right before Revolution went on the air here tonight. And J.D. did mention it here, too, before he ended his news segment, which, of course, was the untimely death of <clears throat> comedian, um, I guess you could also call him a musician because he was very good at composing music. And, of course, it was, it was well-known for playing the father on the hit 80 show, Growing Pains, Alan Thick passed away earlier this earlier today. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers in the radio network go out to his family, including R&B singer Robin Thick, yes. who, believe it or not, is, is, is one of uh, Alan Thick's children. Um, <clears throat> uh, by the way, J.D., my name in Korean yes. is, I'll say it one more time, it is Soon Hai Jin. Zhu Hai Chin. Zhu Hai Chin. Zhu Hai Chin. I like Jin. it. Yeah. I, 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 I like the Soon and I have a Hai Chin. <laughs> no. There you go. Uh, okay. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will go ahead and call it an evening here this evening for episode 261 of the Mothership Broadcast, WS Revolution. Of course, join us here tomorrow night. Uh, of course, first off, we'll have WCBS Outside the Ropes. Uh, of course, the Iceman will, will not be able to make it on tomorrow night. Uh, but I'll, <laughs> excuse me, but I'll, we'll handle the reins with no problem. Uh, also, the rest of the debate, of course, with the NWO Madness Kingdom will definitely take place tomorrow night. Uh, uh, of course, King NWO, the Iceman, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, hopefully we'll have her back on. And we'll definitely conduct the, uh, we'll definitely, like I said, conduct the, uh, <clears throat> we'll de- definitely conduct a re- an episode of Wrestling Debate tomorrow night, May 9th. And then, of course, the Wednesday edition of WWS Revolution, of course, more talk about Roadblock coming up this Sunday, as well as, of course, the results from, uh, tomorrow, uh, from tonight's SmackDown uh, live broadcast. And also, of course, more history and birthdays coming your way as well. So be sure to join us, like I said, for our Triple Threat Wednesday. Outside the ropes, call ID 141-387-POUND, rest in debate 139-925-POUND, and revolution 138-055-POUND. So for King and W.O., GTS, Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross, and Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw uh, uh, on an evening here for episode 261 of the Motion Broadcast Revolution, which is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> We're a one year older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, take care. See you in the ring. As always, here in the WWS radio network. God bless. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.